0: Five hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss, getting rid of old clothes.
1: Oh, my old bell bottoms.
0: Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at
2: shop5hourenergy.com.
0: Five hour energy. Energy for hunkering down.
2: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some
0: fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. We'll make it happen.
2: We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
1: It's going to happen
2: today at Watkins Glen. In his 99th start, Chase Elliott is going to victory lane.
3: You know, the group of guys behind me, they, they deserve to win. They were winners when Jeff left, and I haven't been able to... Gave that to him, and uh, just proud to do that today. Here comes Kyle Busch, the crispy
0: Ellen.
4: Michigan. Uh, ever since the repave, we we suck there. NASCAR Live is
2: brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride right on our strength from the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina. Here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody.
5: Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us for our weekly get together. Mike Bagley and the rest of the MRN crew here with you, and we've got lots going on this week, including. A first-time winner in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. How about that Chase Elliott at Watkins Glen over the weekend, keeping Martin Truex Jr. in the rearview mirror, basically running him out of gas. Chase running out of gas on his cool-down lap, but taking the trip to Gatorade Victory Lane and... Also taking a trip into the 2018 playoffs. Chase is going to join us to talk about that win at Watkins Glen. We'll also pick his brain about his outlook for the remainder of 2018. We're going face-to-face with Daniel Suarez. We'll talk about his season, his restoration projects, and a whole lot more. Plus, in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, Noah Gregson is starting to make some waves. We'll learn a little more about Noah and Kyle Busch Motorsports, how the two came together and what they feel they can accomplish. All that's coming up on today's show and more. We're going to get some fantasy racing talk in. We'll also get a social media minute, look back on this week in NASCAR history, preview this weekend's Consumers Energy 400 at Michigan, and a whole lot more. But we begin this show this week with a new story that started Sunday night at about 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. NASCAR chairman and chief executive officer Brian France arrested in New York and... Stepping aside indefinitely, Brian releasing a statement earlier in the week saying, I apologize to our fans, our industry, and my family for the impact of my actions last night, referring to Sunday night. Effectively, immediately, I would be taking an indefinite leave of absence from my position to focus on my personal affairs. That release was quickly followed by a release from the sanctioning body, That says, Brian France has taken an indefinite leave of absence from NASCAR as chairman and chief executive officer. Effective immediately, NASCAR vice chairman and executive vice president Jim France has assumed the role of interim chairman and chief executive officer. For more on Jim France and his contributions to motorsports, you can check that out at MRN.com. With that said and the rest of the news of the week let's bring in kyle rickey host of nascar today midday kyle what do you have for us
6: mike there has been other news in nascar nation this week most of which has centered around hendrick motorsports and chase elliott the team won the Go bowling at the glen on sunday afternoon at watkins glen international the first win for elliott in his three-year monster energy nascar cup series career and the 250th win for hendrick motorsports Team crew chief Alan Gustafson says it's a milestone that's been long in the making. I told the guys before the race today, I said, you know, if you go back five months, we were struggling to run 15th, and, and, you know, then we were struggling to run 10th and and 12th, and, and, you know, just battling through it. And in the last month or so, we've been able to contend for wins and win stages, and that's the culmination of their hard work, and really proud of the guys and the effort to get us back to this point and I know we're not where we're, we want to be we got to get better the win and the numbers that surrounded it are remarkably identical to his dad's bills numbers who like chase also had eight second place finishes before getting his first win on a road course driving car number
7: nine it's kind of weird I mean you know we we, we kind of you talk about numbers I think this was his 99th start you know the nine car wins a 99th start you know I won my first cup race at a road course in riverside i the won the only xfinity race ever won was right here on a road course you know and then lo and behold he wins his first road course you know i didn't
6: you don't think about these things so kind of after the race but it you know it just it's just sometimes certain things line up and you can't ask why or what or or, or how why things work that particular way but and bill elliott was in the news earlier in the weekend in watkins Glen as GMS Racing announced that he would drive the team's number 23 car at the NASCAR Xfinity Series race that rode America later this month. It will be Bill's first NASCAR start
5: since 2012. Mike? Thank you, Kyle. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll get to know Noah Gregson of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, and later we'll give you the inside line for this weekend's Fantasy Drivers at Michigan.
2: Grunt Style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward. Never retreating. Never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at gruntstyle.com.
0: This is Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham, Ashley Strummy, and I live from the granddaddy of them all, the 58th Annual 5-Hour Energy Knoxville Nationals presented at Casey's General Store. Textron Off-Road Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit will be live August 8th through the 12th, 7 to 8 Eastern Time. Join us live from the Fan Zone of Knoxville Raceway or listen on MRN.com, WingNation.com, and Facebook Live from the Cushion. Textron Off-Road Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit, live from the 5-Hour Energy Knoxville Nationals.
5: Noah Gregson is coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Let's talk a little NASCAR Camping World Truck Series right now. Noah Gregson, driving for Kyle Busch Motorsports, sits in the number two position in the championship standings just behind Johnny Sauter. Recently had a chance to sit down and chat with Noah about his history and what's it like working for Kobush Motorsports?
6: Noah Gregson, the 19-year-old out of Las Vegas, Nevada, will see the checkered flag, and Noah Gregson wins the 37 Kind Days 250 at Kansas Speedway.
5: You're quite a quite a race car driver, and you got quite a race car driving ethic. Where did you learn a lot of what you know today from? Well, nobody in
7: my family ever raced. Um, my dad didn't race. My grandpa never raced. So. Uh, Being a first-generation racer the people who I surrounded myself early on in my career uh, Whether it be Jim O'Hanley who started my bandolero program um, went to race for him and uh, rented a car from him for 150 bucks a a weekend and um, ended up winning the championship that that year and then uh, the following year racing legend cars with Dustin Ash and then Dustin Ash has been a big help to me um, from Las Vegas he Ran my legend car and super late model program out there, and then uh, Jefferson Pitts Racing, Jeff Jefferson, Jerry Pitts, those guys who run Jefferson Pitts Racing out in uh, Washington. I ran two years of KM with them, so um, I give all my credit to those group of people, along with uh, everyone at Kyle Busch Motorsports, just trying to learn and get better every time.
5: You know what's interesting is is you say you're a first generation race car driver. Normally, you have a father or a mother that. Not necessarily pushes you, but suggests, hey, let's go racing. What was the sell job like to mom and dad when you came home and said, hey, I want to be a race car driver?
7: Well, it took several, several years. I'd say probably (laughs) seven or eight years until I finally got into a race car. I was always the wild kid, breaking my arm, jumping my BMX bike or breaking my collarbone, jumping my mountain bike, or dirt biking, or snowboarding. Just, I was that wild kid that loved action sports stuff. And uh, so, in fifth grade, I I was best friends with Riley Herbst, who runs on the ARCA Racing Series. And uh, we lived in the same neighborhood, we were in the same class, and, and we've been really good friends ever since. And so, We'd go out, ride our bike in the neighborhood, go drive his little mini Polaris Razor throughout the neighborhood, terrorize the neighbors, and we'd uh, <laughs> be jumping that thing. I mean, we we broke that thing in half just trying to jump it so high and everything. And but it it, it was so much fun. And then uh, Riley raced uh, trophy carts, which are like a legend car, skilled off-road truck. And so he'd race that. And I was fortunate enough to go to a race with him one time, and I'm like. Dang, this is pretty cool and so four or five years later I finally had the opportunity um, once the economy hit we just simply couldn't financially afford to go out there and race and whatnot but uh, once it started picking back up we were able to uh, to go out there and, and have some some fun out on the racetrack I, I was able to test the bandolero on a Wednesday during my spring break before the season started and then uh, I didn't know if I was gonna like it. we were just testing the car that day if I liked it I was gonna race at that first weekend it was a doubleheader Friday and Saturday at the Bullring in Las Vegas and my first laps on that test session on Wednesday I had a smile from ear to ear and I've loved it ever since.
5: You obviously drive for Kyle Busch Motorsports. What was the very first conversation with Kyle Busch like and what was said? Uh, it was in
7: Watermelon Capital Speedway in Cordelia Georgia. We were racing the super late model race in 2016 and I wanted to go get Kyle Busch's autograph because I was racing against him. He was race, racing that race as well. And um, I'm like, dang, like that's, he just won the championship. I mean, this was January, 2016. So it was, it was, right after he won the championship. I've been a fan of him. He's from Las Vegas, I'm from Las Vegas. So that was the first time I ever saw the guy. I'm like, damn, that's Kyle Busch, that's my favorite driver. So I, uh, was talking to harrison burton telling him hey man i think like i'm gonna go get his autograph and harrison grew up doing all this stuff so he's like nah dude you're, you're dumb for wanting that like you're racing against the dude you don't need to go get his autograph i'm like dude that's like the guy i've always looked up to so um long story short kyle bush used to race for with richie waters um with billy blue and so i was running richie waters super late model program so richie introduced me to kyle and we kind of just talked but I didn't really say a whole lot because I was more starstruck, and I still get starstruck when all those Cup guys and Xfinity guys are around. Like I really look up to all of them, so when I was able to meet him, I was like, "Dang, this doesn't even seem like real life."
5: What was it like when you got the uh, when you got the call, the text, whatever the mode of communication was, to come drive one of his trucks?
7: It was it was pretty cool. Um, we signed a deal to race the 2017 season um, about three quarters of the way through 2016. So August, September, mm-hmm. around there in 2016. And and going back to January when I first met them, I never thought I'd ever race for them or anything. And then the second time I met him is when we had a meeting and it started, there's light at the tunnel actually. And it's like, hey, like we got little a few people ahead of you but if it doesn't work out with them then you're the next guy in line and so those people um, ended up going a different way and, and not racing for KBM and so it opened the door for me to have an opportunity there
5: you know what's interesting is is Kyle gets a lot of grief for as the race fans put it going down into the Xfinity series and the Camping World Truck Series and taking food out of your mouths you know this is the Big Shot Cup guy going down here in these series However, if it wasn't for a guy like Kyle Busch, you may not even be racing. What do you think fans misunderstand about Kyle and what he brings to this sport, specifically opportunities for younger drivers like yourself? Yeah, I mean, Kyle
7: Busch and Kyle Busch Motorsports, I mean, he employs, I think, 72 people at Kyle Busch Motorsports, and those are 72 people that have a job. So uh, it's really cool to see him go out of his way to, yeah, he likes to have fun while racing, but he, and he likes racing the trucks and the Xfinity cars, but he doesn't have to own his own team, he could go drive for another team, so um, it's really cool to see him go out of his way and and put jobs in the 71, 72 people's hands and, uh, and give young drivers like myself
5: an opportunity that I might not have ever had. You've made the most out of the opportunity, you're having a heck of a year. And you've got it's top ten top ten top ten you won kansas early this year it seems like things have gelled and that you've made quite quite a level of comfort for yourself seems like the team is comfortable where is you where are you in your race team we're only three races away from the playoffs where is this team it's, in your it's opinion it's gone
7: by so fast you had it though? it has it's gone by extremely fast but um, at the beginning of the year i sat down with my crew chief rudy Fugel, and he said look we're just going to focus on the things that we can control and just do the best that we can do. I mean, that's really all you you can do in this sport, and so I feel like we've done a great job executing the second half of the, the regular season. On, uh, once we broke that barrier of getting to know each other, getting to know, what, having him getting to know what I like, me getting to know what Rudy likes. Uh, we have fast, safe, light, auto autoglass, toy detunders every time we come to the racetrack. So, I mean, we've had full pole, four pole awards, so uh, I would have, maybe like to have a few more wins at this point in the season um but we've had some challenges to overcome with this new motor um we didn't plan on running we're a couple months behind um we were planning on running the the built motor up until atlanta and then after atlanta we switched so um it's kind of all we're two or three months behind. It's kind of leveled out now. I think it's kind of showing, but we were behind at the beginning of the season. So he said, take a look at that. And then, uh, I mean, we've we've had shots at winning. I mean, Iowa, I almost won that one. I finished second, um, was leading off turn four. And then when I did that big slide job video game move and then uh, gateway, we were leading um, up until seven to go. I got a flat right rear tire um, on a green flag run. And then we got a restart and then after the restart, I had to come down pit road and change it. So, I mean, we have dominated a lot of these races. We've led the most laps. I've led laps in every single race except for Martinsville on the asphalt and then Eldora, which is on the dirt. And I'm not very good on Eldora. So, I rank my season personally, um, on my own opinion, in A, um, we need to get a little bit better. And I need to do a better job myself. And you can always strive to get better. But uh, right now, I feel like we're striving pretty good right now.
5: That is Noah Gregson. How about a little backstory right here? That interview was actually recorded the Saturday morning of the Pocono truck race. Remember when he was fighting flu-like symptoms and he was ill? He came to our truck in the infield at Pocono, recorded that interview, and right after that went to the qualifying grid and immediately was taken to the care center. Noah has gotten a whole lot better and I don't think that's going to affect his performance whatsoever. By the way, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, they're in action this weekend at Michigan International Speedway, the Corrigan Oil 200. Live coverage right here on Motor Racing Network begins at 1230 Eastern, again, Saturday afternoon. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll get the latest social media buzz, and later we go face-to-face with Daniel Suarez.
2: Progressive presents
5: Get Pumps:
2: inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. MRN.com, original online audio, video, and digital content. Need the latest information on each week's races? Check out the MRN.com race center. Need to find your local radio station for MRN original programs? And Camping World Truck, Xfinity, and Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series races? Go to stations on MRN.com. All the latest NASCAR news and opinion pieces, race schedules, driver standings, and archives of MRN programs, MRN race broadcasts, and so much more. MRN.com.
5: Folks, we have a broadcasting royale for you this weekend. We have intense coverage from Michigan and Ohio. Coverage begins Friday. Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice on MRN.com at noon Eastern, followed by poll qualifying for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. That's coming up at 5 Eastern time again Friday evening. Saturday, we'll kick things off with two practice sessions for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series a.m. and 11.30 a.m. Eastern at MRN.com. After that, it's the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Corrigan Oil 200 12.30 Eastern, our airtime. And then we'll swing things over to the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course in Lexington, Ohio. The NASCAR Xfinity Series Rock and Roll Tequila 170. That kicks off at 2.30 Eastern. And then, of course, on Sunday, it'll be the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Cars, the Consumers Energy 400. Live coverage right here, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Kim Kuhn has a social media minute next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for spending some time with us this week right here on NASCAR Live. We love social media, and it's time to get an update. Kim Kuhn joins us now for this week's Social Media Minute. Kim, what's the latest?
8: Mike, I'm sure you guessed it. All of the hype this week on social media is about Chase Elliott and that first Cup Series win he finally got this weekend at Watkins Glen. And everybody on Twitter and social media is talking about the win and congratulating the young driver including some big names. Mario Andretti, racing legend, took to Twitter to congratulate Chase, as well as golfer Bubba Watson. The Atlanta Braves even gave Chase some love, as well as baseball legend Chipper Jones. He tweeted, way to go, Chase Elliott. Congrats on your first win, brother. Hopefully the first of many, many more. Bring that trophy home to Georgia. If you go to Ryan Blaney's Twitter, at Blaney, you can see the coolest video of the two of them getting off the plane in Georgia to a huge crowd of people that were there to welcome home the first-time winner. So some awesome stuff on Twitter after Chase Elliott took home his first Cup Series win. And, Mike, there's a chance he could do two in a row because we're going to Michigan this weekend where the young driver's stats are pretty darn good. So you can keep up with everything NASCAR at MRN Radio. And if you're going to tweet us, just use that hashtag AskMRN.
5: Thank you, Kimmy. The speeds at Michigan are going to be unbelievably fast this weekend. And if you're a fantasy player and you're not sure who to go with, Tyler Burnett is here, host of the Inside Line Fantasy Racing Show on MRN.com. And he has the goods on the drivers
4: this weekend. T-Bone, what do you have? Thanks, Mike. A quick browse of the race center on MRN.com shows that last week's winner at the Glen, Chase Elliott, is pretty dang good at Michigan. Of course, Hendrick Motorsports as a whole has struggled a bit this season on places that are heavily aero-dependent, but Chase's numbers at Michigan are very good. Three second-place finishes, eighth in this race last year, and ninth in the spring. Chase could quietly be a good value play on most fantasy formats. I also think the big three will be prominently featured this week in my fantasy lineups in all formats, specifically on NASCAR Fantasy Live, where I've done a good job of saving their allocation here in the last four weeks. Among them... I probably like Kevin Harvick the best, who despite finishing second in Michigan in the spring, had the best car and was stuck with old tires late in the race to teammate Clint Boyer on a restart and was beat by Clint Boyer before the rain. I would say Harvick is probably the favorite going into Michigan this weekend. If you were to sit a Big 3 member, it's definitely Kyle Busch. He has struggled at Michigan in his career. In the last 10 races at Michigan, he hasn't won. In fact, his best finish in the last 10 was in the spring, finishing fourth. Dominator potential this week in DraftKings and even on FanDuel are Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, a three-time winner at Michigan, Martin Truex Jr., Clint Boyer, and Chase Elliott. If Kyle Busch rolls off the truck with speed, he has potential to be a Dominator as well. Of course, we have to see how much speed and practice they have and where they qualify. If you want more information like this, check out our Inside Line Fantasy Racing Show Friday on Facebook and on MRN.com. Mike?
5: Thank you, Tyler. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we go face-to-face with Daniel Suarez. And later, Chase Elliott, first-time winner in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, will stop by. NASCAR fans, the last great
2: Coliseum is calling you. This
6: is Bristol!
2: We'll be camping out and grilling all day long. Then racing under the lights with fierce clashes.
4: Trouble turn three, Austin Dillon.
5: And hair raising finish. fighting for the lead. Grab your family and friends and get your tickets for the Bass Pro Shops NRA Night Race at Bristol Saturday, August 18th by calling 423 Bristol or visiting bristoltix.com today.
2: In order to maximize a vehicle's performance and efficiency, the proper adjustments need to be made based on the road ahead. That's true for both race car drivers on the track and for truck drivers hauling freight on the highway. But if your truck's equipped with a Detroit DT12 automated manual transmission with intelligent powertrain management, adjustments are made automatically based on GPS terrain mapping, maximizing performance and efficiency. Don't just want better business solutions, demand them. Learn more at DemandDetroit.com.
5: We go face-to-face with Daniel Suarez next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. So great to have you with us this week on NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, our Kim Kuhn hung out with Joe Gibbs racing driver Daniel Suarez to talk about the season and his hobbies on this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview.
2: Teammates side-by-side. Side. In fact, give the advantage to Daniel Suarez as they race back in turn number one. Reasonably well-behaved
8: until almost turn one, and now it's three wide. Suarez gets stuck in the middle. Last week at Pocono, you finished second, a career best for you. Are you and your team close to your first cup win?
9: I think we have to run uh, consistency in the top five. Um, I think that was a very good race. We have had uh, good speed lately. Um, but we haven't done a good job in the second half of the races, and that race was, was a good, actually, complete weekend. Uh, overall, in the whole weekend, we had speed, and that was obviously very good. I feel like if we can start running like that more often, eventually we're going to win. We just we need to make sure that we can do that every weekend and, and uh, give, give ourselves more opportunities. Um, I can't remember the last time I had an opportunity like that to win a race. Beside the, the, um, uh, what was the race? The all-star race. So, you know, we just have to give ourselves more opportunities and I know I can do it. We just have to put ourselves there. So, uh, we have to work hard. Uh, we didn't have a good qualified effort here in, uh, in Watkins Lane, but actually more um, car is pretty, is pretty strong, uh, for sure a top 10, top five cars. So, uh, looking forward to, to passing cars.
8: You were thrust into the cup series last year, but you seem to have settled in really well. How big was the learning curve though, jumping from Xfinity to cup?
9: It's a big step. Maybe one of the biggest steps of my career. Um, uh, just a competition seemed like, seemed like everything is so tight. Uh, I remember in Xfinity series when when I was racing okay, I was running top ten, and when you're racing okay here, you're running 25th. So it's quite a bit different, but uh, it was part of the competition. And uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an extremely competitive person. I don't like to I don't like to uh, to run bad, and I don't like to run in the back. So um, I do whatever it takes to, to run well, be competitive, and run in front.
8: There's been so much talk about the big three, and your teammate Kyle Busch is one of those big three. How helpful is he to you and the other JGR teammates, or does he keep some of the secrets to himself?
9: Well, he may do, uh, but I don't blame him. That's part of racing. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we are teammates, but we're competition as well. But but he does help a lot too. Uh, he he's been very helpful, obviously, to have a, a driver as good as he is and, and with a two, with a team as good as the one that he has. Uh, it's always good too to see what they're doing and how they're doing it and, and all that kind of stuff. So, obviously, it's been b- very helpful. Actually, this week, Kyle and I, we had a, uh, some good conversations. Uh, we had a trip to New York, and, and, and actually that gave us some time to talk about things and, and, and go over some some things. So, so it was good to, to get some some advice and, and some direction, some thoughts. So, um, I'm excited about, about what, what is going to happen.
8: I was going to ask about the trip to New York. You went to New York City before you came to Watkins Glen. What was the purpose of the trip, and maybe the highlight for you?
9: Well, the purpose of the trip was, um, you know, to to meet uh, to meet uh, Gary uh, B. And, uh, and and to learn a little bit about uh, everything that he does, how he how he does things, uh, social media, and all that kind of stuff. We're in a in a different world right now than 10 years ago, and. Uh, and as a race car driver, to be honest with you, we don't care about that. We, we just want to drive, and we want to win, and, and that's all we care about, and uh, and sometimes there is more than that, and uh, and I feel like, um, you know, it was a good trip to learn um, and, and to, to know how much the world is changing lately.
8: You though seem to really take to social media to connect with your fans. How has that helped you maybe earn some new fans?
9: You know, I try. Uh, I don't feel like I'm the worst, but I don't feel like I'm the best either. Um, but I feel like, you know, I just do it um, just to have a little connection with the, with the fans. But, uh, but like I said, I feel like there is a lot of room for improvement, and that's why we we did this trip. But uh, overall, I feel like, you know, fans is the reason why we're here. And, and without fans, we don't have a sponsor. And without a sponsor, we're not here. So, so it's kind of like a little chain of things that uh, you have to keep together uh, and try to have fun with it.
8: One of your hobbies is to rehab vintage Volkswagens. What kind of projects are you working on or hope to work on soon?
9: Well, uh, there is always cars to work on, I have, obviously. You know, the thing about all cars is that you finish a project, you enjoy the car, and then there is something that you want to improve, so there is always something. Uh, I have actually in my garage a list of things on each car that I, have, I want to fix or I want to improve or whatever. But like a new project, I have an, a new 1958 convertible beetle in, in Mexico I'm starting to work on. And uh, hopefully in a year it can be on the street.
8: <laughs> What's your dream vintage car to
9: own? You know, uh, maybe 10 years ago I was dreaming to have a bus, you know, those buses with a lot of windows. And uh, last year I had the portrait to buy one, so uh, that bus is amazing. I think it's a lot of fun. It's not very fast at all, and, uh, <laughs> maybe 50, 55 miles per hour, top speed, but uh, it's a lot of fun. People love it.
8: There's a sushi place in Charlotte, and every time I go there, I feel like I see you. Uh, How many times a week are you eating sushi?
9: Well, it depends. Um, I've been in the situation where actually I go there twice a day, <laughs> but that, w- that wasn't been, you know, I, it hasn't been my plan. It's because, you know, it just not work out that way, but uh, maybe once or twice per week. Uh, I love going there because it's close to my house. Hey! And, uh, and actually I love driving my boss or my old car there because uh, there is a lot of people there and they always look at him and stuff. Uh, it's always cool. It's, it's always a good time.
8: I got to say, that was Bubba Wallace that drove by and hollered at you. You guys are pretty good friends. Who would you consider your closest friends in the garage?
9: You know, it's hard to say. I, for sure, Daryl. He's, he's one of the closest. He's a good guy, and we, we know each other for a long time, uh, since the Canaan days. Back then, uh, we are friends, but we were not able to speak each other, because I didn't know English and he didn't know Spanish. So. So you know, we—I feel like I—I I, I have come a long ways, and he can tell you that about my uh, my language. But uh, you know, uh, they're all, obviously, really the, the young generations drivers. I get along with with all those guys very well. Uh, I'm kind of in, in the middle because they're all, is, I think, a couple years younger than me, I just as well as Ryan and Chase and all these guys. Uh, so I get uh, I get uh, along well as, as well with uh, with Kyle, Danny, and all these guys. So I feel like I'm a, I'm a little bit like in the middle guy.
8: You've done a really fantastic job of learning English, but on the flip side, have you taught any of your racing friends or maybe your crew members some key phrases in Spanish?
9: All the time, <laughs> all the time. You can ask out, even Brexton, Even Brexton. every time that he's in, he says, hola. So, <laughs> yeah, it's always fun to, to, you know, to play a little bit with that. And, you know, I'm very fortunate. That I'm the only driver that can do that, you know, because uh, I'm the only driver that is speaking Spanish in the, in, the, in the field. So it's always fun. I try to take advantage of it. <laughs>
8: And finally, we head to Michigan next week, and it was the place of your first National NASCAR Series win. You did it in the Xfinity Series two years ago. What do you remember about that day?
9: That was a very good day, a very good weekend, and, uh, you know, Michigan definitely brings some good memories uh, back, but uh, but it's been a while, so I have always said that you're as good as your last race, so we have to try to bring some of those memories back.
5: That's Daniel Suarez and Kim Kuhn on this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Coming up next, first-time winner Chase Elliott joins us. Kyle Petty here.
7: My friends at Click & Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and Close and NASCAR Radio for their support this season.
1: Join MRN as we travel through the life of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes back to the Daytona International Speedway, leading the pack.
3: I won races that I never thought I'd win. From
1: growing up under the Earnhardt name to Super Speedway wins to Whiskey River, we dive into everything Dale Jr. He's brain man for NASCAR history. You know, we weren't the typical family that got to sit down to dinner together. Tune in to Junior's Journey, available on iTunes for download only on the Motor Racing Network.
5: Chase Elliott joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live.
2: White flag in the air. Chase Elliott looking to go to victory lane for the very first time. Final time into turn number one. And he's got the margin. he threw it off the track. He went wide
0: in turn number one. A critical mistake for Elliott. And here comes Truex from seven car length back. He is right on his back bumper. Here comes Chase Elliott eight times a bridesmaid, trying to hang on. He pulls away just a bit at the exit of turn four. Martin Truex Jr continues to chase after the race
7: leader, but Chase Elliott has the advantage. Two car lengths to the good for the final time
4: this afternoon, working through the inner loop, down to second gear, Truex closing in, Elliott swings back through turn five, Truex still trying, Chase Elliott trying to close the deal at the Glen.
6: Chase Elliott, the race leader, but only by about a car length and a half. Here comes Martin Truex Jr. off of turn number five, Looks to drivers right now. Truex is off the pace on the straightaway into turn six. It is Chase Elliott all by himself at the front of the field in turn seven for the final time. All
2: this time, we've been wondering when would it happen. It's going to happen today at Watkins Glen. In his
4: 99th start, Chase Elliott is going to victory lane, scoring win 250 for Hendrick Motorsports.
2: Now, back to Mike Bagley.
5: That is how it sounded Sunday afternoon at Watkins Glen International, the final lap of the Go Bowling at the Glen. Chase Elliott getting career win number one in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series and taking a trip to Gatorade Victory Lane. Chase joins us right now on NASCAR Live. Chase, congratulations on the win. Welcome to NASCAR Live. What would you think about that last lap you just heard? Thanks, my
3: friend. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, chillworthy, for sure. Glad uh, you guys do a great job covering those races and um that last laugh was was pretty exciting in general so you guys didn't have to uh you guys didn't have to try too hard unfortunately but awesome uh awesome coverage and and uh loved it
5: well uh jeff uh jeff striegel dave moody kurt becker kyle ricky joe moore gave us that call but what about from your perspective when dave got him when you head down the hill into turn number one you slid off course what was going through your mind right there
3: yeah, I thought I had really done it this time. Um, yeah, just got to got to wheel hop and get in the corner, and and uh, obviously by the time I got out of gear and every, got all that straightened out, I was too fast for the corner, so um, missed it. But luckily, was still kind of going the right direction, and I just went wide instead of completely missing the corner. So um, it could have been worse.
5: Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Back us up though, 10, 20 laps. Prior to that, you come down pit road for the final time. You get yourself angled up. You drove a very smart race, but a very aggressive race. It paid off for a win at the end. Was that by design? It looks like there were times at the race where it seems like that, that your aggressiveness was paying off and you were getting spots. You were getting the lead and pulling away in the process.
3: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the, the whole race was, went really smooth. They don't always, don't always go that smooth. So I had a had a car that was capable of going up there and battling with Kyle for the lead. Uh, which was great, um, definitely satisfying to be able to have as much pace as him on any given Sunday, especially here lately. So loved uh, loved racing with those guys. Hopefully we can do it some more. Enjoyed my time. I felt like he and I raced each other with a lot, of fun, uh, a lot of respect, and it was a lot of fun for me and hopefully the same for him. So hopefully we can do it some more.
5: What about Martin Truex Jr. in the closing laps? I mean, he stalked your every move. I mean, he was with you right in your tire tracks. He would close up on you, then he'd fall back. What was it like trying to keep him behind you there in the uh, in in the waning laps there at the Glen?
3: Yeah, definitely not an easy thing. You know, he uh he's really good at all the road courses. Um and, you know, when he started to close the gap there, there was still a lot of a lot of racing, a bunch of laps left, and I knew it was going to be really tough to uh to hold him off that whole time, you know, with him gaining ground. So, tried to um try to just be mistake-free and and hit the spots of the track that I felt like I was Uh, a little better than him well and get through those areas good and and uh, just be solid to the areas that i thought he was better than i was and not not push too hard in those sections so luckily it worked out
5: you look like you've been road course racing for years although new to the monster energy nascar cup series you have raced in the trucks and the xfinity series do you remember when you ran your first road course race and how did you learn the skills that are needed to be a successful road course racer
3: well, I don't know. I never would have thought that uh, we'd we'd win our first one at, at a road course. Um, so just kind of weird. I don't really know why um, why road racing has been been all right for us. Really, I I, I did some of it when I was younger, racing some go karts, and kind of started uh, when I was young racing racing road courses and things. But um, obviously, very different in the stock car. But you know, it's something I've always enjoyed and. Um, I'm just lucky that I, I enjoy, I know some guys don't, uh, enjoy even some of them that are, that are really good at it, but, um, yeah, hopefully can just try to keep, keep that rolling and keep getting better at it. And, and, um, you know, try to make that craft better at it, it all. They all count. So, um, they're important.
5: Depending on where we go, you guys tell us that you need finesse. You need to have rhythm. You need to have, you know, patience, things like that. What kind of track is Watkins Glen? Does does road course racing require a rhythm? Yeah, we obviously know that finesse is needed at certain ports parts of that racetrack. But is there a rhythm you get into when you're doing the same thing lap after lap?
3: Absolutely, I think road racing, you know, just as much as anywhere. It's, uh, you know, having the your shift points and your brake markers and and working with the dynamic of an aging tire and and the brakes getting hotter and hotter. You know, some of those some of those points and things shift around and move as the race goes, as things wear out. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a, there's a big rhythm in road racing and, uh, just glad we found a good one Sunday
5: chatting with chase Elliott winner of the go bowling at the Glen at Watkins Glen international Sunday afternoon, man, you had social media lit up. Well, first of all, you had the fans going crazy in the grandstands. You had everybody up on their feet. You go home, and it looked like half of North Georgia was waiting for you when the plane <laughs> landed. What was it like getting that kind of reception from the local folks that decided to come out and welcome you home in the middle of the night?
3: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, just love to see that. Love to see that support. Never would have thought that many people would have come out, you know, on a Sunday night. I'm sure people have a lot of things to do, work next morning, taking their kids to school, this or that. So glad, uh, glad they made it out. I appreciated it.
5: More coming up with Chase Elliott in a moment.
2: Facebook and Twitter, MRN is there. Follow MRN on social media for all the latest happenings from the track and in NASCAR. Breaking news, video, photos, live races and shows, stats, opinion, and more. Follow along on MRN's Facebook and Twitter. I'm not
0: blooming good, I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie
6: and sizzle my steak. Woo, I want that honey to bloom. and it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right cold so, so nice and I'm so 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 ready for that Outback
2: Steak tonight Outback
4: that's what it's all about Outback
2: bring,
8: it bring the whole family out to Talladega Super Speedway for the kids VIP experience kids 12 and under can choose from a number of great options behind the scenes like guided garage tours pre-race photo ops and more this is more than a race. This is Talladega.
5: We've got more with Chase Elliott coming up. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR
2: Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
5: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We continue our time with Chase Elliott, winner of the Go Bowling at the Glen as we transition to Michigan International Speedway this weekend. Chase, you've had great runs there in five starts no worse than ninth and you've got three second place finishes what do you think you got for him this weekend
3: well hopefully uh another fast car i think is the main thing you know when you have pace in your race cars like we did this past weekend man it makes things a whole heck of a lot more fun and you know makes everybody's job easier so um you know all that stuff starts at the shop and starts you know really in the metal rack before the thing's even built so it um all kind of starts there and and i hope that uh we can just have some have some good pace and and execute a, a good weekend like we did this past one so that's the goal so we'll see
5: we hear that the cornering exit or entrance speeds i guess you could call it 210 215 do you get the sensation of speed when you go barreling off into the corners at michigan
3: yeah you definitely you definitely do it's a it's a fast place man it's uh you know michigan's a a place like no other when it comes to the speed so you know it's a uh you know we, we've kind of gotten used to seeing cars going that fast but man you shouldn't take that for granted because you're hauling the mail
5: we're waiting for that track to widen out from days gone by seems like that we made some ground up on that in june do you anticipate the groove widening out to give you a little more options when we get there
3: i don't know I, I think that the bottom You know, I think that second lane up will be the bottom of the racetrack as it has been, you know, the past couple uh, or however long I've been going there, and I don't see anybody moving up just yet. So I hope it gets there at some point, but, man, I just don't see it anytime soon.
5: Chase, as we move on to Michigan this weekend, obviously you're coming off the heels of your first win. You're going to a track where you've had successes in the past, In a season where it looks like that, not just you, but Hendrick Motorsports, some of the Chevy folks have struggled, but in the last, I'd say, three weeks or so, your performance has now put you consistently in the top ten. Is there something that's triggered that behind the scenes that we may not know about or we may not understand? Fifth, second, and first, Loudon, Pocono, and Watkins Glen. Seems like you guys are on to something right now.
3: Well, I think it's... uh... It's definitely been better. You know, I don't necessarily think it's one thing or another. Um, you know, really our process and our the way we prepare and go about things throughout the week, nothing's really changed. Um, I think we, we've, you know, areas of the car have, have improved, sure. Uh, to an extent, I still think we have some work to do. You know, I think that Pocono, the first race there this year, we ran well, so I wasn't really surprised to see the company have a good a good effort there. Um, I was surprised to to see us have a little bit of pace at at New Hampshire, so I wasn't really expecting that. Um, and then was was uh, you know we had a pretty good run at Sonoma, so I was optimistic going to Watkins Glen, but certainly that's a different different animal in itself. So I don't know. I think Michigan this weekend will be a good um, kind of a good gauge to see where we stack up now after a few weeks of some different racetracks. So we'll we'll see.
5: Well, I know that there'll be a lot of folks. Rooting for you and pulling for you. By the way, what a birthday present for your crew chief, Alan Gustafson. I know he had to be turning cartwheels back there in the garage when the race was over.
3: Uh, well, he was. I think he was fired up for sure, as <laughs> as uh, as he should have been. Man, he's he's been through the ups and downs with me, and and uh, you know our whole team. You know, as a whole, we've we've kind of we, we've hung our heads going home uh, a few times the past past couple of years. So glad that those guys could finally get a get a win and and uh you know alan's a guy that really deserves it you know he's uh one of the best and in, in my opinion and and deserves to be winning consistently so i hope we can do that
5: one more thing before you go we got the note that dad's gonna pull the driving suit out and gonna hop aboard a nascar xfinity series car at road america here at the end of the month what do you think about your father getting back into a race car and trying to take it to him up there in elkhart lake wisconsin
3: I love it. I love it. I think he's going to have a lot of fun with that and and I think that's the main thing. He's got nothing to prove, right? So just go and have some fun and see what these cars drive like. Been a couple of years, so he'll he'll have a good time up there.
5: I'm sure he'll have a fantastic time. Don't forget coming up Sunday you, uh, you'll you hear us describe Chase and all of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series and the Consumers Energy 400. Live coverage begins 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time here on the Motor Racing Network. Chase, thank you so much for your time. All the best to you, but still to come, we'll preview this weekend's race at Michigan, and we'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history.
0: Duralast batteries are proven tough to perform in temperatures of 140 degrees and 40 below zero. Because when you can start in extreme conditions, you can start in everyday conditions. Like running late for work, a broken alarm, creepy parking spots. Duralast, proven tough and only at AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Get in the zone, AutoZone.
1: The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box.
6: (laughs) I take a bit of a risk singing that song, but of course the one place I never take chances is the road where Progressive Snapshot rewards your safe driving. A good driver plus snapshot equals big discounts. And speaking of math, one plus one equals two, little too late.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents.
2: This is NASCAR Live. Now back to Mike Bagley. About to drop the curtain on
5: this week's NASCAR Live, but before we do, we've got still lots more to cover. We'll give you a preview of the Consumers Energy 400, but it is that time of the week, my friends, where we look back on this week in NASCAR history. We begin this week in 1976. Gary Wright is on the radio with Love is Alive. In Major League Baseball, The Chicago White Sox took to the field wearing shorts in lieu of the traditional baseball pants, and NASCAR was racing at Talladega. Dave Marcus, that's a blast from the past, he won his second race of the season in the Talladega 500
6: up in the groove, and there's nobody either right immediately and back or ahead. And Marcus is out of the throttle a bit, puts it down in that low groove, just cruises by, and the crowd loves it. They're waving all the way down as Marcus heads for his victory lap, Ken Squire. Here he is, coming down
2: into the tri-oval, down to the finish line, and the winner from Watson, Wisconsin, Marcus waving to the crowd as he comes across the line.
5: Let's jump forward to 1993. Alan Jackson has the number one country song with Chattahoochee at the box office. Harrison Ford is The Fugitive, and NASCAR was racing at Watkins Glen International in upstate New York. Mark Martin came from the back to the front twice to win
2: the bud at the Glen. The Valvoline Ford swings out all the way. Drivers left on the exit of the corner, using up the whole racetrack to get off the turn. Now right down the center of the racetrack. Now out to driver's right. The crowd on its feet in turn ten. The entire grandstand waving to Mark Martin's Valvoline Ford. He tucks to the inside in the tenth corner. Down the short straightaway. 500 feet from victory is Mark Martin. He's been quickest all week and he's
5: battled back from a tough pitch Stop on a 25th place run to take it here at Watkins Glen, and we end this week in 2011. Lmfao is number one with party rock anthem. It was predicted by Future Source that 3D television would be in 5 million homes by the end of the year. By the way, today that technology is dead. And NASCAR was racing at Pocono. Brad Keselowski raced with a broken left ankle to win the Good Sam RV Insurance
2: 500. Check that. Kyle Bush has cut it down. Just two car lengths back from race leader Brad Keselowski. The celebration could be in Rochester, Michigan or Las Vegas, Nevada. Here they come, the final two. Keselowski by two over Kyle Bush. Keselowski looking good, coming off turn number three. Proven how tough he is this afternoon. He comes to Pocono and is going to beat them all. He'll win the Good Sam RV
5: Insurance 500. And special happy birthday wishes go to our very own Glenn Jarrett. Those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. Before we wrap up this week's show, Susie Armstrong joins us for a preview of this weekend's race at Michigan. Susie,
1: Thank you, Mike. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams head back to the Irish Hills this week for the Consumers Energy 400 at Michigan International Speedway. 2011 MIS winner Kyle Busch wants to end the seven-season victory drought and believes the team has made the right moves to bring home the trophy.
4: You never want to give away any opportunities to go out there and win a race or to excel or to take momentum away from what you're doing. So uh, we know that we've we've put a focus on that track for the last two years and we've, we've gained. We've certainly made improvements. I think we run well there. Our finishes may not show for it, but uh, we just need to be able to not have to race at 100% at Michigan all the time to finish third. You know, we need to be able to run 90 percent to win and uh, and that would allow us to then be able to make up time if if certain situations happen to us if we have a loose wheel a bad pit stop whatever you can make time and pass people things like that
1: with six michigan top fives on the books including a second place finish last august martin Drex jr returns to the two mile oval seeking the right combination to finally close the deal it's
7: an interesting track it's really difficult it's it's one that's been really good to us the last couple of years and then we went there this year and, and you know back in the, in this early summer and we were awful so um, it's weird you know the place is so big and fast it, you know, if you're off just a little bit it, it could it's, it really feels like a lot and you could just really struggle so Difficult track takes uh, takes a lot of everything to get around there, you know horsepower Aerodynamics setup you name it
1: driving for his first top ten on the super speedway Michael McDowell hopes the move to front-row motorsports will yield results in the Great Lakes State
7: not just for our front-row motorsports team But um, for all our Roush Fenway, we just really struggled with Getting the balance of the race car um, And just having speed um, You know, I think everybody fights, you know, an ill-handling car every weekend, but uh, when you're running a half-second lap faster, um, it sure is a lot easier to deal with.
1: The green flies over the Consumer's Energy 400 at Michigan International Speedway Sunday afternoon just after 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 1.30. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong.
5: Ah, yes, my friends, it is the second trip to the Irish Hills of Michigan. Can't wait to bring you all the action this weekend from Michigan International Speedway. Folks, that's all the time we have for for this week. I'd like to thank Daniel Suarez for stopping by, Chase Elliott, also Noah Gregson. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week right here
2: on NASCAR Live. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Five-hour energy is energy
0: on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes.
8: Oh, my old bell bottoms.
0: Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down.